We're back. Episode 83. Just Upside Podcast. My goodness, Keith. How are you? Good. Been good. Sunny day. Oh. Last few of them. <laughs> last few. Trying to get the last few in. <laughs> you know, my body hasn't felt vitamin D in like a week. Bro, it's actually beautiful out. I'm gonna go for about to go for a ride after this before I eat some dinner. It's fucking I, nice I, out, man. I cycled to work today and felt chilly. Well, that's what we were just saying before. In the mornings now and at night, it's, it's, it's a bit chilly, isn't it? It's, it's a, a bit, bit chilly. chilly. You know how this is how I gauge my levels of like cold and like outside. And don't judge me if you're listening. I if... think, wait, wait, before, before you talk, I think you're going to say this, this is what I'm thinking right now because I'm dealing with it too, I think. Go ahead. I was going to say I, I won't go outside for a cigarette if it's too cold. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> what were you going to say? I thought you were going to talk about the AC, man. No. And how it's nice uh, to sleep at night now. Bro, last my AC's night. AC's broken, bro. My last night I was so conflicted because I left the window open. I got a little bit of breeze, but it was still hot. And then I had to put the fan on. But then if I was fully underneath the blanket, I was boiling. So I went out of the blanket and got cold. <laughs> and the whole night was just me adjusting the blankets and going in and out. <laughs> no, I just brought the big duvet back out, man. Oh, I always have the fan running. Yeah, good times, bro. Yeah, if it's too cold, if it's too nippy, I won't go outside for a cigarette. Also, I come back from Croatia where I was smoking heavy <laughs> and, and every I've maybe had like three or four cigarettes since coming back. One was before the Arsenal game. One was just like after a couple drinks, it doesn't taste as good. It tastes horrible when you're not in the sun, when it's not beaming hot, you can't smell the sea. You're not like coming out of the water or if there's like yeah. coffee yeah. in front of you, it's just, I think it's just the sun, man. Cause like, think about Different beer tastes on a nice fucking sunny oh. day. You know, hot. Would you say that's yeah. like a top tier feeling? Like in terms of the as like the thought of just sitting outside on a hot day and having at least one cold drink. It could be a beer, it could be a mixed drink, it could be whatever. But like, is that top level, top tier? Yeah. That, but also like my wine. So like, I don't mind a like a summer night, summer night with a little vino. Yeah. Okay. Is is close? Is the same same feeling? Same. That's yeah. For me, uh, I think more so here when the sun comes out, everybody's getting a pint and everybody's getting a drink. So it, it yeah. it's become more of a thing where it's like, oh my god, the sun's out, we need to go have a pint. But summer nights, man, when it's humid, like it's still the same, it hits the same. Oh, a nice summer night. But I have to tell you something. When you don't have a back garden, when you don't have a terrace, when you don't have a backyard, when you're just sitting in a in a flat, <laughs> it, it does not apply. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's something that I learned to realize. Like if you have a backyard or if you have like outdoor oh. space, like I think about like our homes in St. Catharines and in Niagara. To actually have that, man. That is huge. I would kill someone for four <laughs> feet, four square feet of outdoor space. Yeah, I'm lucky I have a balcony. I'm about to move to a new spot that has an even bigger balcony. We've got a hammock. A hammock? Fucking, bro, we have room for a hammock, table, and like a little carriage couch thing. Yeah, fucking, it's amazing. So I'm going to be out there for the last month of this nice weather. That's insane. Um. A hammock. I love hammocks, but no, nah, they're overrated. I... They're overrated. They're overrated. I won't be in the. I don't think. I don't think they're. Lounging. I don't think they're rated enough. I'd argue with this. With nah, you. I think they're overrated. I don't see a lot of hammocks. You can't get comfortable in a fucking hammock. It's... You know what the ones the ones that are like fully that don't have the holes. If it's like a sock, and it's all just yeah, one no, the material. holes. No, 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 no. Yeah, the holes. No, but if it's all one sock. And you're laying down. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's kind of fine. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, we're enjoying it. We got to enjoy it while it's here, man. The last little bit of nice weather. I hope the sun comes out. Bro, even like carnival was this weekend. There was like no sun. 
wasn't even that hot out. Like, oh, you know, all these girls were whining and like fucking not <laughs> not great temperatures, man. Just gotta feel for them as well. So, like but catching bubbles in frigid temperatures, <laughs> man. <laughs> Ice bubbles, frozen bubbles, <laughs> bro. Okay, to the footy. Oh my god! It just dropped. The guy is just having his press conference right now. Yeah, I gotta go watch that after. John Herdman has taken the job and made the move from the Canadian men's national team head coach to Toronto Football Club. And I want to know, Keith, your thoughts on this move. Crazy, man. But I've been here. I've been hearing rumbles for a few months. I know. I remember you saying that. I remember saying that off the off the off the record. Yeah, I've been hearing some rumbles for a few months. I was like, oh, interesting. Interesting. I think, like we talked with Mike when we had coming on the pod, they have to get it right. They have to get it right with them, their next hire. I think it's an interesting hire. I think if we look at, um, and I was trying to think of managers we've seen that have come from international, international um, managing to, to go to club football. Has there been many? I couldn't really think of anyone that have been successful. I think yeah, maybe successful the one... is like a tough one because you think like, What's the, what's his name that was uh, Goose was a Goose something the Goose guy who, Goose yeah was the, did he start as a international manager? I don't know like how it actually worked because if you think about like Mancini, Mancini yeah. is a great example because he obviously was at Manchester City. He's with the national team. You think about Conte, Conte's gone club to national, yeah, and back. But you don't know all of them start. I think mostly in club. And then eventually go to and then go the other way, right? But I think with with Herdman, when I was looking at it, he was in like Sunderland's academy, and then went to New Zealand, and then from New Zealand, I think went straight to just like national level. And then obviously when he came to Canada, it was he joined the women's national team in two thousand eleven. So he's been around, and he had like a decade, yeah, yeah, couple cycles with them. And then to take over the men's team, which at that time we thought was a very strange like yeah. switch. And everybody was questioning whether he could manage men or if that was going to be different, if he was going to be able to handle it, whatever. And now he's gone MLS. And yeah. like you said, going from international to club. It's very different, bro. I've had conversations. With... It's like club it's every fucking day you have to deal with these fucking players every, every day. day the highs and lows they argue all this shit international you see them every few months checking in here and there your cool right? uncle That's... yeah exactly <laughs> right you but seriously players might yeah. be dealing with too much shit at their club team they're so happy to get to the national team and get you know get away all that kind of shit so it'll be interesting to see how he um how he transitions into that but Hey, man, I heard a lot of people, and I saw on Twitter, too, there's these reactions when Greg Vanny took over because he didn't have a lot of experience. Yeah. That was, like, his first big MLS job. So, and then we look what he fucking turned that club into, right? So, and with Herdman's track record, like, you never know, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll the be thing interesting that I, to see. There's a couple of things that I think, and maybe you could comment on or not. CSA at the moment is horrible. And it's that's why I think yeah toxic. That's why I think he, he so if fight. if he's like out of it, if the money, the funding, you saw what he said at the end of the last like the last tournament they were in about the resources and the funding and getting things up to place. So he's obviously probably reached a peak in dealing with that. Yeah, that's why I was like, yeah. But then part of me thinks he's got that job locked in. Like I think like his security at the men's national team was pretty good. And to go into MLS and especially like Toronto FC, what we've seen in the last, like in their dark years, switching managers constantly and job security as a manager for club football isn't as cushy. Yeah. So I think think it's a big, I think like that side is a little bit of a risk for me. Yeah. And the other thing that I just wanted to say as well was the more confusing thing I thought was last year, we were looking at the season and those DPs came in. They came in and we thought, okay, maybe they'll start getting ready, but they'll definitely be ready for next year. They, yeah, got, yeah. they got eight games left of the season. Eight. You've just hired him for eight games of your 34-game season. 
I don't get the timing of the move. No, but he's not. Ta- no, he's not taking over till the season's done. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Okay, well then that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, then, no. It's but not, then that's yeah. still then that's still even is it like more confusing for me. No, but you found your guy. If you already know it's your guy, then you can announce it. You can bring him in. That kind of at least the players know what's going to happen going forward. And I'm sure he'll have his touches here and there. But um, yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, your point you made with the. Uh, Canada soccer and him leaving, I think, is big. I think the mess that's going on there, he's just like, fuck it. It's probably he's probably reached the toll. Yeah, and, he's like, fuck this. I can't help it anymore. And like you said, he's been there more than a decade. So he's probably yeah. seen lots of shit oh, and dealt fuck. with lots of shit. And you'd think that what back to back third places? He got back to back bronzes, no? And meddled with the women's. With the women's team. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then obviously took the fucking men's team the heights we've never seen, right? So, so it's like, yeah, he's yeah, man. I... But then you're wondering who the fuck does the national team hire? That's a yeah, that's another thing to think about. But I think, bro, the good thing is because of what they've seen, the like the heights they reached in that run last year through qualifying and all that. I think you can go out and get a decent manager. I think the managers around there have seen that, seen the young talent they have here. But I just don't know if they'll know the mess that they have to deal with coming in here. That's the thing. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. But that even that too, you have to worry about and who they're going to hire next for uh, the national team and making a, a good pick there as well. Because, fuck, you don't want to miss out on this fucking generation of solid players we have and fucking... <laughs> have a fucking shit show at hosting a world cup exactly that's what i was saying hosting a world cup not even like going yeah. to hosting hosting it yeah so we'll see but yeah it's gonna be interesting man it's gonna see uh to see how we can do do you think it needs um, to be do you think it should be someone foreign with like a good cv and some good experience or do you think they might go the route where it's like a former player say like a de guzman say like uh, what was it thrown around like when the guys in the chat said like a Tiba, obviously like maybe a former player, Canadian, or you looking elsewhere to bring some sort of managerial role? I'd go international if you could. Someone has that experience. I would. To see, we haven't seen them with, we have seen them in the past with some, I think if, what's his name is a Spanish manager they had back in the day. Just to see with this group to see it. Now, if you look, most of these players now are playing. A lot of minutes are are uh, European baseball guys. We have playing in Europe and stuff like that. So, I'd like to see it. And then, of course, you have Matt. You have on your staff. You have those guys that have been here and know the yeah know the players here and all that as well. But I think your number one guy, I'd go internet. Go get a go see if you can get one of one of the big dogs. Someone to bring in and see. Yeah, but it'd be, it'd be good. Ancelotti just took the Saudi Arabia job. No, Ancelotti. I keep saying Ancelotti. Mancini. Forty. I know. Forty million a year or something like that. Fucking crazy. Crazy, bro. Just to manage, that's so much money. But yeah, we have to keep tabs on what happens. Yeah, who he brings in, like who who is gonna leave, all that shit will be interesting this offseason. Yeah, he's gonna have to make some big decisions, and then yeah. obviously keeping tabs on what happens with Canada and who they appoint because they got to start looking now. Like, if he announces that now, you got to think about when next internationals. I I know European I guess, internationals are next week. I think they have some game. They're playing Japan. They're going to. I think they're like they're going to Asia to play Japan or someone. Yeah. So who I don't know if it's Japan. Who the fuck but, is um, gonna be in charge of that? No, nah, just be one of the assistants. I'm sure someone. Been with him, yeah, but yeah, I mean, we found out today, but I'm sure this has been in the works, right, for a while, yeah, Canada's like you said. Because if you've heard, stuff. if if you knew rumors of a while ago, yeah, that, so that's been, yeah, it's been from time, so we'll see, bro. But interesting, man, they've got a shit, shit year, probably one of the worst in all time. They've lost like 10 straight. <laughs> I don't know how many goals. I think they scored like what, maybe three goals, two or three goals since Terry took over. It was a fucking joke. So we'll see, man. They got to figure it out, though. For the fan's sake. The fan's sake is insanely correct. So I'm looking at it. 
Oh my god, they've scored 20 goals in 26 games. Three wins Crazy. still. Three wins, 13 losses, 10 draws. Insane. And before we move on to the to the Prem, bro. Leo fucking Messi, bro. Do you see the the goal in New York? See that fucking pass, bro? It doesn't make like a, it's it's some video game shit. It's like something that would happen in FIFA and I'd fucking lose my mind. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. How does he, he play that, that ball? What he, the thing is he playing there is like, yo, you go there and play this ball right back to me. Let me tap this in. Bro, just the way he disguised that shit. Cause you as a wide player, you're probably thinking if he could play that ball, he's gonna play it maybe over, over top. Yeah. Over top, right? But the fact that he just went a little dink <laughs> on the ground, man. When I saw the replay, I was like, there one way he was like standing and then he played. I was like, there's no way. But I forget, was it Jordi Alaba that like kind of played like the that kick? Yeah. Yeah, to get it to him, which was yeah. kind of impressive on the play as well. But yeah, yeah just like, holy fuck. So then Inner Miami have eleven games left. Yeah, they currently sit at twenty-one points. Chicago Fire is in the ninth, that last like little playoff spot where they have like the playoff game or whatever it was with the eight seed. They're eleven points back of Chicago. It, are Inter Miami? Are Inter Miami making the playoffs? Yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, a lot of these teams have played 26, yeah. 25. Atlanta have played like they're Montreal's played 25 and at 35. So do you think 11 about 11 points out? Yeah. MLS is, is the, yeah. I think they, they will. They play Nashville. That's a big game next. This weekend at yeah. home? No, in Nashville. I mean, fuck, I haven't lost a game with them yet. So. Yeah, you're under like it's got to be like a morale boost as well. Everybody's got yeah for everybody, every right for everyone. Yeah, it's not even just like just messy. It's everybody's fucking gas, and everybody's like ride the wave. Can keep the hand hot. Yeah, I wonder how that is for fucking Kamal Miller. That must be fucking crazy. Oh my god, I wish we could just get him on and talk to him and be like, bro, must be fucking. He must be he he must be only be hearing that though, which would probably be annoying. You know, what? like if you like, everybody's probably asking him what it's like to play with Messi. Yeah, Every, everybody's oh. questions. Like the one guy who got um, interviewed after the game, he's like, "You're only interviewing me because just like ask me about Messi." Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> so <laughs> crazy yeah, though, bro. but it happens. Get bro, get associated, get affiliated yeah. with. Good. But yeah, let's go to the prem. Let's make our way to the prem because this week you sent me a text saying Raheem Sterling is back. We're gonna start there. We gotta start at the. I think we gotta start at Newcastle, Liverpool. I think it was the best game of the weekend. You know what? Sadly enough, I was in the cinema watching Oppenheimer. But I will say this: I was watching Oppenheimer and I was checking my phone. And for fantasy reasons, I have Darwin Nunez, and I put him on my bench for the first time in the first two game weeks. And he scores a brace, and he's on my bench, and he gets three bonus points. So, Darwin Nunez, I had belief in you. I thought you were going to bang goals. And I said it on this pod. And I fucking benched you. And you go and do that. But I didn't it see a second of it. like that. I didn't see a I saw highlights. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just saw the highlights too. But I watched the, the extended highlights back. They had them on the TV the other day, man. Fuck. It's a huge result for them, man. Massive result. Massive. The way there? Fuck. Ten men. Unbelievable, bro. But fuck, Trent. Trent was getting fucked. Trent was getting abused by fucking Gordon, man. And I think Gordon's <laughs> a bum. No, I think he's decent. I don't think he's as highly rated as people say, but I think he's okay. Yeah, I think it's more so just his trim and the way he looks. Probably. But I mean, man. He, he should have got a red. He should have got two yellows, Trent. Yeah, he should have. Very lucky. Almiron. They should have finished him off. Almiron had fucking those two fucking... That Allison save was unbelievable. Oh. Holy fuck. There was actually a great weekend of saves. I don't know if you saw the saves in the Everton Wolves match as well. Yeah, I saw some of those, yeah. Jose saw and Pickford made some unbelievable saves. 
Yeah, but like I don't know how Newcastle. You gotta finish. You have to finish them off there, man. Uh-oh. You gotta kill that game, bro. Yeah, you have to. That's 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 a tough three points to drop, especially if you want to be in and around Champions League and all that. All these games are gonna be coming thick and fast, man. You gotta win that game, bro. That's massive, massive for Liverpool. Massive win, I think, for them and for Darwin. Remember what we said? He should have been. He needs to be playing. I just said I that. Like, you said it as well. And you said that's the type of game that he should be playing. Right? And he only and he came in, right? He came off the bench. No, he didn't start. Yeah, he came off the bench. So fuck. Bro, you know what I also saw too is like he has the same amount of goals as Suarez. Through 45 games with Liverpool, both had 17, which is I crazy. Saw that. I saw that as well. And you think about all the slander he's taking. He got ruined last year just because I think it's more so because him and Holland signed at the same time. Yeah, that's the comparisons are gonna be there, right? Yeah. But I, he had so many chances last year and just didn't yeah. score. He had chances. He had shots on goal and wasn't scoring. And yeah. like with strikers, it might have just been a confidence thing. It might be the fact that he's living in Liverpool and the diet that he had <laughs> and adjusting to that. But it could also just be like he just needed a season. And if he starts finding well, the, that's the thing we, we've, we've been saying, we think it will come good. And the thing is, if you're as a striker... We've been told this since we were young. As long as you're, if you're creating chances, that's a good thing. Yeah, you might be scoring yeah. all of them, but if you're there creating, the goals will come. Goals that's will why, come, and I think this is a big season for him. That's why I picked him on my fantasy team. That's why he's in my fantasy team. But I had an absolute be, stinker, stinker of a game week with fantasy. But yeah, shout out to Liverpool for getting that done. I was when I, I saw think, the ninety third minute, I was like, damn, yeah. You think that was a red on on Virgil? I don't know what's a red. I don't know what's a yellow. I don't know what's a goal score. I think it's a foul. I think it was yeah. I think a foul yellow would have done. I think it yeah exactly. It was foul. And then but then they were like, oh yeah, he was in on goal. I'm like, pra like. Then it was like, are you last? Are you last man? Are you last man? I think yellow. I think yellow free kick would have would have sufficed. But But. yeah, he gets a red. I think they've. I don't know if it's been rescinded to one game or not. I don't know if it's been appealed. No, no, no. I don't think so. And because he went off on the fourth official, so he even got fined too. Plus, on the fourth official, when he got off, when he was going off. These officials get away with everything, bro. No murder. They can do whatever they want. They just want to be the star of the murder. show, bro. You got murder, people. Man. You guys got. You got guys fucking saying that they're helping out their mate that they want to send him to the fucking bar. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, and you're. And we're on this weekly or every once in a while, we're in group chats talking about VAR. And these men are talking about they don't want to get their mate getting laughed at and poked at. Unfucking real. And decisions that are affecting clubs and points and whatever. Uh, don't get me started. But yeah, that was in game week two. That was game week two or game week three. Game week three, that was the game of the weekend. Yeah, definitely game of the weekend. But then, okay, let's go back. Do you actually think Raheem Sterling is back? Yeah, because I haven't in the two games I've watched him play this season. I haven't seen him play like that since he was at City. Just the way he was getting at players at West Ham, I was like, bro, I've not seen this Sterling since City. He was absolutely dead last year, but can't really. Well, you can blame him, but also you just blame the situation Chelsea was in last year. But yeah, I think he has a lot to prove too as well this year. So I think it's a big season for him. I'm sure he wants to get back into the England team, hopefully for Euros as well. Yeah. So I think so, man. He he looks he looks motivated. Looks like he's got his confidence back. I know you hate Chelsea, but I think for some reason I think they're gonna have a fucking decent season, man. I hate it, but I think they will. But great. Uh it was Luton. They got the job done, but he looked great. Fucking Enzo's a baller, bro. I like Enzo. I like Enzo a lot. I haven't watched but- him enough. No, he's fucking good, bro. You can see a pass too, bro. He's fucking oh, he's good. What do you think about that Jackson, Nicholas Jackson up front? I think when we talk about Nunez, he's gonna be he's one of those. I think he's gonna miss a lot of chances this year. He's gonna but he's gonna create a lot. He'll create a lot. He might not score a lot, but he's gonna be there. And even if we've seen it so far this year, he's getting good positions and the the last final touch or pass shot, everything's off. But I think I think he will. Maybe not this year, though. But I think he's going to be a solid Premier League striker. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, what's he's going on. Too. Like, I'm just thinking, like, you have Nkuku, who's on the who's injured. You have Broya, 
who's injured, who's got injured last year. You still have like Mudrik, still have all these other players. Yeah, I don't know what's what's really going on, but I don't know, bro. They still got too many guys. I'm I'm still not giving any until <laughs> until they win like a meaningful game. Luton at home should be very routine. Once they go up against like maybe like a Villa and show like a quality against like a Villa and win the, those types of games against like the Fulhams and any yeah. game, any teams in the top six, then I'll actually start taking them a little bit more serious. But they wasted my time last year, so I'm not even dealing with them. But they've got, yeah, they got some pieces. We'll see, but now good. They needed to win that. They haven't been fucking winning for a while. So. Speaking of we'll players, see. I like the point that you brought up. Players wanting to get into England's team for Euros. And one player that is definitely knocking at the door at the start of the season. And he has been for quite some time, but hasn't really gotten in because of the team that he was maybe playing for. James Madison has been off to a great start with Tom. Yeah, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good. He's always been a solid player, man. But it's just fucking Southgate never fucking stuck in his ways. He should be playing for England. As we're fucking watching, like I have the fucking spit of fucking brilliant little ball around the corner into uh, one of his teammates. But man, he, I like him. I like him as a player. I would have taken him at fucking United. I mean, he's probably too similar to Bruno, but I would have take, I would definitely take him. I think he's a great, great, so far, I don't want to get ahead of myself, great signing for Spurs. And their manager, fucking Ozzy Ange. Ange. Oh, yeah. Just, just so Australian, bro, the way he is. Bro, he's fucking so... hilarious. Mate, mate, mate. Just fucking copying Pep, mate. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what, bro, we put out an episode called Copy and Paste last week. And says that. It's literally what football, that's what any, in any sport, bro. Basketball, you saw fucking Steph Curry channel, everybody's fucking shooting. You gotta do it. That's what happens. The best thing everyone tries to do it. Pep ball, right? So, yeah, but man, they've, they look decent, man. They, they look, look more decent. free-flowing. Yeah, yeah, they haven't been playing this kind of football. Yeah, in like the last few managers they've had. Basuma looks yeah. back to what he was the year before he left when yeah. he was at Brighton. Madison's obviously doing well. I have not watched 90 minutes of Spurs this year, so I'm not going to fully comment on it. But I don't. I still don't give a fuck about them. They're still on my Chelsea slander. They're not getting any of my time. They're yes, not getting. I think, they're, I think their backline's still a little sus, but they're. Uh, I think they'll still be decent with that one game a week, right? They're, they have any Europe? No, or do no. they? Yeah, maybe. Conference? I don't know. I just think the, maybe. I just think the manager. I think they've got a good manager, so I think they might be. They'll be all right, man. They'll be all right. Uh, Let's, good start it, for them, bro. It is. Let's talk about our teams. Why? Oh, why? Did both of our teams concede? In the very first minutes of the game <laughs> this weekend. Well, listen, you you guys have been more. That's what happened to you guys a lot more than us. Three times recently. in the last, like three times in the last, and like early, couple early, months. like kickoff goals. Like all that all shit. of them are the first minute. Yeah, just crazy, bro. You know how uh, devastated you know how devastated I was. <laughs> you just sitting down, man. <laughs> just I was sitting down. First off. Went to the game. Obviously, people probably know that. Went to the game. Got there. So happy. So like, just like in a good mood. Getting to the stadium. Got went and saw. Like I said, Arsene Wenger's statue. Went in. No problems at all. Sat down third row. I'm like, fuck. I can smell the grass. I'm so <laughs> close. And then the game kicks off, and boom, one nil. I seen sack. I watched sack of the whole. 45 minutes. Seen them play that pass, then Pereira, and I'm like, all I'm seeing are the Fulham bench right beside me celebrating. I'm like, oh, oh my. And then I just thought, fuck, it's one of those days. Next thing you know, just before halftime, starts raining. Obviously, <laughs> since, I, obviously since I'm third row, I'm getting some of the rain. Oh, you're getting fucked, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, this cannot be getting any worse. And then that's why when they started picking it up and then turned it around and then concede late, 80th minute, it's just so difficult. I was like, why what are you? Why is this you a drop? Why are you thinking with Gooners? I'm hearing a lot of Twitter, the Twitter Gooners and 
AFT Gooners are hating on uh, the Habert signing already. I'm not hating on the how signing. He, and how he's unba- it seems like he's unbalanced your squad a little bit. It's, I think it's just forcing. I think Arteta's forcing him to play. And I don't see why you're taking Thomas Partey out of the midfield and playing him at right back, sacrificing Gabriel, who's last year, him and Saliba were a very solid pair and duo. Yeah. And just make the midfield Rice, Partey, Odegaard. Stop forcing Havertz to play in the midfield and making Partey play over there. Bro, like the thing is, that whole first half, Saka was right in front of me. One fucking super cool experience to see just him shift and just like receive the ball and play and Odegaard coming over a lot. Very, very cool to see that up close. But if you don't have a right back going around you and offering some support, Saka every single time, like most dangerous wingers in the league are getting doubled. And at least if there's an overlap or something, yeah, they move a little bit. Partey is not going around Saka. Every single time, there's no offensive thing that way. So I think like even if, I'm not saying Ben White is the best right back and the best attacking right back. But at but least they had a little he, bit of a relationship. They look decent it, at times last exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. So at least if he's just at least making runs, not every single time, but one or two, keeping the defenders on their toes about what might yeah. happen, it just changes it. Like I'm not hating on Havertz. He's creating, he's like winning his duels at times. Yes, he's having some bad passes. Yes, he's not getting in the creative flow. Still early, but I just still think it's like it's too much of a force of making him play. Instead yeah, of I just, just playing with that three in the midfield, I just think it's and it's similar to I think what happens at United as well. It's that guy, he's the guy that Arteta's brought in, sixty-five million. Got I need to, this. This has to work. Yeah, similar to fucking. <laughs> we got the fidget spinner that we he fucking brought in his guy <laughs> that he has to keep fucking playing. Right. <laughs> on the on the on the right. Well, he when I see little clips, I don't watch like obviously all the full games, but I see little clips of when he just does those steps like behind the ball. I cannot think of anything more pointless as a footballer to do than that. So that's what I think with Arteta. Like he has to, he wants that to work. But also, what's it, is Vinny? Is he is he hurt? Sinchenko. Sinchenko. He just came back against Fulham. So that too, I think, because who played, who started as the... Kiwior. Kiwior was playing left back. So like, I think once he's back... Yeah, then it changes things. Then it changes everything. Because Kiwior wasn't even really getting around Martinelli either. So like we had... Because he's a center back too. Exactly. So So we had two right back and left back just not getting around. And then it just seemed like congested. And then he started Trussard at center forward. And it just didn't work. And I don't think you can play them at this. I don't know. It just seemed weird. And then uh, Gabriel Jesus came back and he played for the last, I don't know, couple of minutes, which indicates that he's somewhat near yeah. starting. But I think you just got to sit Havertz out, play Ben White at right back, play Zinchenko at left back, move Partey to the midfield and just see how they do. Yeah, would would you start Jesus next week against the Man United? Yes. Really, after what Eddie's doing right now, Eddie, I feel like we were just saying it. Like he's a striker that's going to create chances and he's going to have chances, but his ability to finish isn't as like world class or as proficient. But it's better than his finishing is better than Jesus. But Jesus does a better job, of, I think, of linking linking he's, up the play and linking. He's up the just midfield. more, yeah. He's he's fucking more. He causes more problems, I think. But he's, yeah. He's, I'd say Eddie's finishing is better than him. Yeah, but he. I mean, he missed two really great. Chances. Gabriel Jesus misses a lot of chances, bro. A yeah. lot. Maybe, maybe even City. Remember City? How many chances this guy would fucking miss? Oh, bro. This is yeah. a lot. Yeah. If I play for City though, I missed one chance. But like, whatever, man. I'm getting another one in a couple. Yeah. Minutes. It's fucking exactly. But no, it'll be interesting. It we'll will be interesting it. to see how they line up and how yeah, they go but, on Sunday. But yeah, we can talk about United quickly, man. It sucked because like 
I saw Arsenal go down. I couldn't even fucking troll for like a minute or anything because we were down fucking 2 0 in the first four. <laughs> in the first four. But honestly, I felt because we were at home, like, hey, we're going to end up either drawing or winning this game. But like, bro, I was just like, this. Start, how do you start a fucking match like that, man? That's fucking the psychological shocking. side. Like, how? Because you, like you said, if you go down one, like, first 30 seconds, you're definitely yeah. not ready and someone then else you're is on Okay, it. but then you're in, yeah, but then you lock in. It's just like, fuck, man. And that first goal doesn't wake you up and they score immediately after. Like, yeah. it's just got to be. Just falling asleep. I don't know what Rashford is doing defensively. Let me fall asleep, set piece. But I don't know. This club, we're still looking fucking shambles, bro. Like, it still didn't look good, man. Erickson, I don't know if he does it for me anymore. He just can't run, bro. He has no legs. Yeah, he can keep the ball when we have the ball, but he has no fucking legs, bro. Like, when transition after he loses the ball, it's just like, fuck. Like, I can't fucking run. Are you a little worried about Luke Shaw being sidelined now? Yeah, it looks like we're getting fucking, what's his name, Cucurella. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if you were, like, excited or happy about that potential signing or no. Fuck. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't know. Who knows, bro? Obviously, we need to bring it in. There's a young, that uh, I forget the Spanish kid we have, that's an academy kid. That's decent. But I was like, why didn't you just give him a go, bro? Fuck it. We don't want to go out and buy it. But here, like, Luke Shaw's fucked. Like, here he's fucked. Really? Yeah, here it's bad. So he's going to be out for some time. And then there's there's no timetable on, on um, Malasia at all either. So you have to go out and get something, I guess. But fuck. Unfortunate for for Luke Shaw. Varane now is out too, I think, for a bit. So we're just all over the fucking place, man. But honestly, Bruno, bro. Bruno took charge, led us to fucking. He he looked, he played well. He was all over the fucking park. He played well fucking Saturday. Captain's performance from Bruno. Still Bruno a little rat. I can say little rat all this. You see where you see where De Bruyne put your fucking Captain, bro, on that list of midfielders. He knows, bro. The real ones know, man. Yeah, did you see where he put Modric as well? Where did he put Modric for that one? He put Modric over Iniesta. It was Zidane, Modric, and Iniesta. And he went Zidane, Modric, then Iniesta. Yeah, he probably didn't, he doesn't remember Barca, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> No, bro, you just said it. Real ones know. Real ones know. When he said that, though, he, I like when current players have to get, when you bring that up and they justify their opinions and you see like how they actually think about some of the ratings. Because you got to remember in those Ballon d'Or votes, the club captains or no, the national team captains will vote. And I believe, was he captain for the national team? Was it De Bruyne? I when think it was. At this current World Cup, at this past World Cup. Yeah, I think so, maybe. Yeah. So he's his vote is going towards the Ballon d'Or. So like he's got to actually like think. So that like that little insight of who he chose for Premier League midfielders is probably how he's thinking like when he's voting for um the Ballon d'Or. And you gotta think like every manager and every player, the national team captain is doing that. Yeah. But Bruno is good. I'm not saying Bruno's not good. I think you said when he goes and he plays and he does that, I just don't like the other side of it and the bitching, the whining, the theatrics, all Fuck, of that. There's a lot of fucking players like that. If he was in your team, he'd be fucking so good. If he's in a team like a fucking bop, them or City, yeah, fucked. he'd be unbelievable. But I, I don't know, United, man. It's going to be a, I think it's going to be a tough, uh, tough start to the year. Give me your let's prediction this, for Sunday. Let's see if. I don't know if this Hoyland's coming in. This uh, prediction for Sunday is we'll we'll lose, but I don't know. I want to see the, uh, if he comes in. But you guys are also in fucking. You guys aren't in a good place either right now. But it, it being at Emirates, I don't think we'll we can pull anything out. If it was at home, I think we would. But yeah. fuck it being away, I think we'll lose. But I think there'll be some goals just because you guys have been all over the map too as well. But I think you guys will win. But uh, no, it's just hard to say, man. This is where I'm fucking all over the place. Don't know who's going to play, who's in, who's out. Fucking, I don't know. But I don't see us winning. I'd be very surprised if we, even a draw, I'd be surprised. Yeah. 
Well, that kind of ties into where we're going to go with our week four predictions, because in week three, we made our predictions. Last week, I was six of 10, which I think is all right. If I could get six out of 10 each week, I think I'll be happy. And Keith, you had a little bit of a, a rough er week. And you said you went, what, three of 10? No, or four, four, four. My bad. Yeah, I only got I only got City, Villa, United, and Chelsea, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had Chelsea, Brentford Palace draw, Wolves over Everton, Man U winning, and Man City winning as well. Gets me to six. Yeah, I went I went cheeky with the the Wolves draw. I should have just gone Wolves. But yeah, man. We will get Tough. Joel Belmar on this podcast, hopefully when they have registered a goal and hopefully when they have registered a point in the <laughs> Premier League. It is too soon to have him on when they have neither a point or a goal scored in the Premier League season. But to do our week four predictions, Keith, I'm going to need a little bit more rapid fire this week because you know what? I like that you had to think about it last week and I like that you put the thoughts into it, but I want it to be quicker. What do you mean you want to be quicker, bro? If I got to think, I'm going to think, man. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I got to think for a fucking 20 seconds. I'm going to think. Uh, go ahead. What, what is the first game? Friday night, Luton at home versus West Ham. West Ham, easy money. See, that was quick. They've been, and a quick note on them, they've looked great. Yeah. They've, their last re- two matches, they've, they've looked great. Recoup the 100 million very well. Per- very well. Very well, very well. Looking good for them. I, I we don't have to talk about them too soon, but it was an impressive win over Brighton. Yeah, Sheffield, no way. Sheffield United at home versus Everton. Ooh. Saturday morning, go. early kickoff. I love it. He's really, really thinking. Away at Sheffield. Sheff, Sheffield. Yes, away. I am going Sheffield's Sheff- home, right? Yeah, I'm going Sheffield yeah. United to win. Yeah. I don't think Everton are going to score a goal. Fuck, once, win. once he's when he's get when is he getting sacked? It's soon. I think is he, I is he first? To, I think he's first. I think he's first. If it's like if this is game week four and they go oh for four without scoring goal. Then you're in murky water. You're murky waters, yeah. Brentford at home versus Bournemouth. I'm one home team. I'm taking Brentford. Brentford at home to Bournemouth. The BBs. Yeah, I'm gonna go Brentford. Love it, Keith. They haven't showed me (laughs) enough yet. Burnley at home to Tottenham. You know what? Draw. Ooh, I like Draw. that. I've gone Spurs. Just because I think Burnley are not going to be able to do it. But it is a, a tough, tough place to go. Then we have Chelsea at home again at the bridge against Nottingham Forest. Chelsea versus Nottingham v Chelsea. Sorry, was that Burnley away? Burnley at home to Palace. Okay. Uh, yeah, to yeah, Spurs. Yeah, draw. Yeah, then Chelsea, of course, yeah. You're going Chelsea Forest. What are you saying? Chelsea. This one, I'm saying draw. Just because Forest almost got the draw with Arsenal, they pushed United and almost got a draw and had something there. I think yeah, that could be. third time's a charm. It could be, yeah. And all three of uh, those two games were away. So going to the bridge, yeah. maybe they do it. If the game was at home at Forest, I would say maybe they get it, but I'm going to go draw. Man City at home versus Fulham. City. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they have any blips yet. Brighton at home versus Newcastle. Ooh. Keep Both in mind Brighton were back. just Brighton were just at home against West Ham and lost 3-1. But they, yeah, are they going to lose a fucking back to back like that? Newcastle also need to bounce back. That's a good. That's going to be a good game. Um, 
Newcastle. I've said draw. I feel like I, I, what game did I say last week that I thought was going to be a high scoring draw? Did I not say Liverpool, Newcastle? I was way off. It doesn't matter. I'm going to have to bring up my bad things. Then we move on to Sunday, Keith, where Crystal Palace is at home to Wolves. Palace. See, I think this is another draw. Palace. I'm going draw. Eze hasn't, Eze hasn't really been making it work. Like, I don't know. It's just, mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I, and they're, they're at home, struggling. though. Yeah, but I'm still not sold on it. And then the last two games are nice and good ones, I think. Liverpool at home against Aston Villa. That's going to be good. No Van Dyke. No Black Van Villa. Dyke. Villa can get at them. Fuck. But I think... But I don't think Villa will get done this early in the season, twice away from home badly. So I'm going to go... But I'm going to go Liverpool. Heath, I've gone draw. I'm going to go Liverpool. I think I've ended that's up. It's gonna with... be a good game. That's we had a couple of good games this week. It's gonna be a good game. That's the Sunday doubleheader. Yeah. So, I've gotten four draws so far. Going into my last game of Arsenal Man U. Yeah, what are you? Gunners, yeah. Jeez. Gunners, bro. Yeah. I think both teams are in fucking flux right now, but we're we're way more of a mess than you guys are. And you're I'm, at home. You I'm guys, I'm... Arsenal as well. Yeah. Jeez. Week four predictions in five. You did four draws. Four draws. That'd be crazy if you could fucking hit those. Well, we'll start doing is I might actually just like put all of those games into a bet slip and then put like maybe a pound on it because the odds would probably be stupid. Probably stupid, yeah. See if we hit on one this season. That'd be. I might actually do mine this year, this week. You should. Loon will win on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, be finished. That's the only bad thing. When you bet on games, if it was all Saturday, there's a golden rule here that you never back the early kickoff. So you never bet on the, in Canada, the 7.30 or the the, the 12.30. Days over before it starts. Exactly. So we got to think maybe just all the three o'clock games. And that could be something that we maybe do more so in the near future where we just pick those three o'clock games and bet on those ones. Because the three o'clocks are your 10 o'clocks where you can like watch them all. Yeah. And then we just go those ones and have a little bit of fun with it. But damn, bro. Couple days left of August, episode 83. That's wild. Transfer window closing, Champions League draw. Thursday. Big week. Uh, as we were recording, Tottenham just went out to full on PKs. Really? Carabao Cup. Yeah. Another trophy that they are missing out on this year. <laughs> yeah, so. Who missed the pen? Goes. I think it was Sanchez. Sanchez? Yeah, what's his name? Center back. Oh, the Colombian. Yeah. Wow, what a bomb. I'm looking. Son, Kulicheski, Davidson, Sanchez missed. James Madison scores. All of Fulham scored. Yeah. It's quite impressive. Davidson, Sanchez, suck it. Brentford went through on pens. Just trying to see if any other Prem teams lost out. Wolves ended up winning. Oh, Wrexham lost in pens. That's upsetting. Well, yeah, I think that's it, man. Uh, Jude Bellingham is still fucking killing it. He's a star. Fuck, Vinicius out a few weeks, though, I've seen. Too many players getting injured. You know what we need to talk about quickly? What? Is that Barca fucking has another fucking gem. You see this fucking kid? 16 years old. Yamal something? Uh, yeah, I would be doing him Bro. a disservice if I tried to pronounce it right now. 16. 
and looks like he's been out there for fucking years. 16, bro. Fuck. That's an 08, I think. <laughs> 08. No, 06, 07. 07. Yeah, 07. Yeah, because 23 now, yeah. Unbelievable. I think I got my first boner one in 07. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's fucking playing, man. This guy's playing fucking La Liga, man. Uh, it's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't think of anything else, man. But another, yeah, another. Because I need, we need that fucking, and I feel like it will during these years of um, like this young midfield core coming with Madrid and what Barca is going to build. I think we'll like that. Get that that Clasico is going to get back to what it was, especially when Mbappe gets over there again too. Just cycles, man. Yeah, it can be cycles, and then yeah, he will. It will eventually come back into like a prime time thing. But that I'm definitely I was talking to Oscar yesterday because he might be sending his Oscar's family is like huge Madrid fans. I think his dad's 60th, so I think he's sending them to the new Bernabeu for his birthday this year. So like, man, I'll be sick. I was like, yeah, I gotta go see this new this new school Madrid, man, in this next couple of years. That's me, April. I'm one in April. Yeah, see Lucas last year. Yeah. And he's barely been playing. I know it's probably killing him, but that's the thing. You gotta make sure you go and you can see him. Get it close to the end of the year, man. So you know he's he'll get his last fucking we'll see his last game. That's the only time I can go. I can only go in April. Unless I go on like a random weekend, but I'd rather go in April. The last home game would be fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean it uh, it depends on what it is, because the Euros, right? So I don't know when the seasons are gonna be finished. Fucking Euro, bro. I feel like there's something every year, bro. That's what FIFA and UEFA want. Holy fuck, Euro. Looks like the World Cup just ended. There might be some just offside coverage at the Euros, maybe for a weekend. I'm going to try and go to a game, but that's a long way from now. Germany. Germany. Go watch Croatia, hopefully, if they qualify. Going to qualify first, and then they can go. But we're rambling, man. We're rambling. I think that's it. Yeah, we touched everything. Thank you for making this part of the episode, episode 83, Just Outside Podcast. You know what it is, obviously, because you got to this point. Mike and Keith, weekly footy takes. Do what you got to do. Share. Blast it from the rooftops. Indulge. Tap in. Do whatever you got to do. Respects. Thank you. Until next time.